This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We will be moving to our final topic for this morning. Um, we will be speaking about the hate crimes and hate speech bill. Uh, Now, the National Assembly agreed to largely uh, technical amendments made to the bill by the National Council of Provinces, including a reduction in the prison term for such crimes for eight from eight rather to five years. Um, But, you know, with a bill that everybody has different um, opinions, everybody feels different about how uh, about the certain bill and one of them would be that some political parties were not in favor of the bill of the bill rather uh, they believed that it would stifle the freedom of speech of of expression the freedom of expression rather uh, we will be talking to uh, Tapsi Mabenzane uh, who's a queer activist a transgender activist gender-based violence activist, board of directors as uh, in the Tanzuri organization in Kenya. And uh, she will be speaking to us just regarding this bill that has been passed. Uh, Tabzi, well, good morning and welcome to Power Zone. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, I think we're going to, uh, basically, before we start, actually, Tell us more about Tabzi and what Tabzi does. Okay. Sorry, can you please repeat that question again? Because our line is, I think the line is a bit shaky. Not a problem. So uh, just to start off, um, just tell us more about what Tabzi does. Hello? Are you with me? Tabzi? Hi, I can't hear you. Okay. Can you tell us more about what Tabzi does? Oh, okay. So I am a transgender activist, a queer activist, and as well as a gender-based violence activist. I'm also serving in the board of directors at TransZuri as a chairperson, and I'm also serving in the board of directors at Vulgar People's Rainbow Movement, um, an organization based in Val. And that is what I do for a living. I've got a ground on the activism and also have previous ex- experiences working in an organization called Parents, Families and Friends of South African Queers. I was a project uh, project officer there. Um, and yeah, that well, I've, I've been doing so much work with families and allies and friends of LGBTI people. Mm-hmm. And tell me... And what... mostly trans... Sorry? Mm-hmm. You can go ahead. Hello? You can go ahead for listening. Oh, yes. So I've also started serving within the transgender uh, transgender, tran- uh, transgender people's movement, whereby I started advocating for gen- uh, transgender people on an international level um, due to the circumstances within their countries and anti, anti-LGBTI laws that are promoted within their countries. And that is how Transuri gets involved. And because of my experience of the grinder and experiences that I've gone through within within my life cycle, I now serve with the Vulgar People's Rainbow Movement 
an organization in VAL that has been dealing with a number of cases that have um, destroyed a number of people's mental health on a daily basis. And now that I've joined in these two organizations, they work with two different mandates and they, they work with two different strategies. Um, one organization working with all um, all key population people, whether women, children, um, LGBTI people, which is Vulga People's Rainbow Movement, and the other organization dealing with transgender people uh, living in rural areas in Kenya that sleep with fishermen in order for them to survive and get affected by HIV but do not get health assistance. And tell me, what led you to the direction you took in terms of um, all these organizations you're involved in? So the, the, what led me to these organizations, um, when I, I think when I was very young, uh, I was the age of uh, seven when I started facing um, hate speech from churches and hate crimes as I was growing up. And I had nowhere to report my cases to, and I had nowhere to run to. And when I I came into Joburg in 2000, and I think it was 2021, yes, came into Joburg after my my, my third case, where I was raped um, when I was still living in my in the city called Benoni, I had to come out of that, and then I had to try and find help. And I found help within an organization called Out Wellbeing, and they were giving me support and giving me all the mental um, mental support as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, due to the fact that. Um, I told them that I do not have anywhere to to run to. Mm. And after that, um, I developed some skills and um, out while being saw me as someone that had so much potential and abilities to become a very great activist um, according to what I I was bringing to to their coordination when it came to homeless, homeless queer people living within shelters. Mm. And Tabzi, Having faced hate speech at such a young age, you say at the age of seven, what does the passing of this law mean, not only to you, but to the LGBTQI plus community? Yeah, that's actually a very great question. Um, I was actually looking into this bowl this um, two weeks and I've been celebrating with a couple of friends. And whenever I shared this um, with this bill with them, um, that was first adopted by the First National Assembly on the 1st of March, and it's taken so many months until today, <laughs> um, it's, it's quite amazing that they finally come to see that there's a, they, 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 they should be a law um, implemented so that they, we can protect the rights of LGBTI people mm. um, living within South Africa as well that are facing hate speech and hate crime every day. Because if you look at the, the time frame between March until December, mm-hmm. you realize that there's a lot of hate crimes and hate speeches that have been happening um, 
just for example, a case of Nomvula Kunene from Val. She was murdered, but the case was never taken serious until activists came out and organizations such as Vulgar People's Rainbow Movement came out to the rescue of this, 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 this lesbian woman that needed her justice. So now it takes us back to say the passing of this bill will make more cases come to be reported and the police will be responsible because now there'll be a law that was implemented instead of going to a police station and you are told that um, you can't report it here, we don't have anything that can assist us now to, to assist your, your problem. So it happens at police stations in most cases. Mm. They can't really open cases if there is no reason for them to to, to arrest the person. Yeah. It's not any law. Yeah. And educate me, please. What will be considered as hate speech in this regard? So how do we identify ignorance and somebody actually trying to hurt the next person in terms of what they say about a person who is from the LGBTQI plus community? Great. So when we're looking at hate speech, we're looking at it in terms of language. Mm -hmm. What type of language are you using? Is it a language that is offending? Mm. So when you are a gay person, uh, um, uh, a gay person does does sex work, Mm -hmm. for example, um, and then you call them, yeah, in Zulu, Mm. already words such as prostitution uh, uh, come out of there, and that is... That is hate speech because mm. we, we don't use prostitution. Instead, we use words like sex work, mm. sex worker. Mm. Um, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of language that plays in. But I'm, I'm still trying, I was actually trying to look deeper into that. Because yeah, yeah. um, it's a very important thing. We need to understand what exactly are the words mm. are we looking for when they talk about hate speech. Because a lot of things happen within schools, right? We had recent cases where a teacher, um, you know, does not want to 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 understand a learner the way they are dressed, their yeah. uniform. Mm. Um, for example, no, but you are you are a woman, therefore you cannot be wearing a a, a trouser. Mm. And then the person starts discriminating them. Furthermore, by calling them names without them, without that person who's lesbian or gay has not told them about their sexual orientation or identity, mm. which becomes a problem, yeah. you know. Yeah. So those type of things, they sh- those are type of hate speeches that we are looking at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tabsi, there, um, I- I'm looking at your bio as well. Um, there are certain pronouns that everybody prefers to be addressed by. How would I use them? Like, in what context would I use them? Is it as regular as if I'm speaking about myself, uh, who doesn't have specific pronouns? Um, how, how? Please educate me on this one because it's something that I'm very interested in and just getting to understand. Oh, great. Okay. So we've got something called pronouns, right? Uh-huh. Uh, pronouns are, are things that are used to to identify a person, right? Uh-huh. 
Now, it's very important whenever you see anybody to ask them, what are your pronouns? Okay. Um, so they will then tell you how they prefer being called at that time. Mm. Or either they would give you their name, for yeah. example. Yeah. So with my side, in, even when you, it's in a language context, it's very important for you to ask me first. Okay. Tapsi, how do, what are your pronouns and what do you prefer to be called? Okay. Because I'm transitioning socially, right? Oh, okay. And those are my pronouns that I prefer being, being, being used, she, mm. her, and them. I do not want to be called him. Because mm, 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 mm. already you have, you, have, you have stepped boundaries. Mm, so once you say him, I feel like you already discriminated me, which actually takes us back that 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 could be called hate speech. Mm, mm, <laughs> definitely. Listen, you mentioned something about transitioning socially. Maybe um, explain that so the listener also gets to understand what you're talking about. Uh, okay. So we've got three transitioning stages, which okay. is socially transitioning, medical transitioning, mm-hmm. and law-wise transitioning, right? Mm-hmm. So with socially transitioning, it, it basically means um, um, I, my, my psychology, the way I think within me, I don't feel like that I align with what I have in, in terms of my sexual parts. Mm-hmm. I feel to be a woman, right? Okay. Um, but though I'm not going to medically transition, mm-hmm. my parts are still, my sexual parts will still be there, but I don't see them as, I don't value them. Okay. Um, so that is more of socially transitioning. Now you are socially transitioning to the community, telling them that you are a trans woman, mm-hmm. but you're not on a medical phase. You're not on a, uh, on a law phase. Okay. And then the other two stages... Sorry? The other two stages? The other two stages, that mm-hmm. would be the medical transition. The medical transition, now, this is now where you get your hormonal therapy, mm-hmm. um, where you want to change your your sexual parts mm-hmm. and transition either from men to woman or w- woman to men because mm-hmm. you still feel like um, your, your, the, in your internal side, your mm-hmm. psychology, your internal body does not does not align with what you have within your 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 front front sexual or uh, sexual parts. Mm-hmm. So that's medically transitioning. So you're getting um, hormonal therapy, and then law wise, it means now you can go to home affairs mm-hmm. and change your identity, uh, your your names on your passport, ID. Um, that is law wise transitioning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for educating me on that. That's quite interesting because I think many of us are are very confused. We don't know. And we want to ask, but we're afraid to ask because we don't want to offend. But thank you so much for that one. And, you know, moving back to this law that's been passed, many would argue that it will take away from freedom of speech. What's your take on this? (laughs) I, I, I realize that. And I actually took note of it that DA said that yeah. well, it's, it's, it was the DA. Yes. They felt like the prevention and combating of the hate crimes and hate speech bill was already created to protect the the rights of uh, all key populations. Mm. And um, they, they 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 feel like there is a law that's that's is that has it's called equality. Um, I just don't remember what it was, but I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. 
But I remember I had I was having a conversation with myself and meeting myself, asking me, what exactly does does the DA mean when he says that you take away people's freedom? So does that mean that our freedom should our freedom should be taken away by mm. people still causing us hate speech mm. and hate crimes every day? seeing people dying all the time because of their identity or sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. So that comes into what comes into my mind when they're speaking about freedom of, that it be, the, the, the rights of freedom of speech will be taken away. It means that basically they are telling everyone to go ahead and mm -hmm. feel free to say whatever they want to say to the LGBTI community, mm -hmm. not knowing how they're killing them, uh, killing one of these one of the people that are in the alphabet, in the, in the acronym, how they're killing them inside, internally, and you don't know how you're affecting them mentally, wise. Mm, mm, mm. And are you happy with the repercussions that will be implemented for those who commit hate crime and hate speech? I see it's also, there's a reduction in the prison term for such crimes from eight to five years. What are your thoughts on this one? Are you happy with that? Um, I feel like the eight to five years could have been for the hate speech and then they should be, the years should increase more when it comes to hate crime. Hate crime, hate crime is, 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 is more than hate speech. Mm. I mean, being killed because, um, you cannot bear, bear kids because mm. you are a lesbian and you don't want to get married to another man. Now you're going to be, uh, now you're going to be killed. You're still going to be insulted by, uh, you're still going to be uh, beaten by, by, by people that are homophobic, mm. um, transphobic, biphobic, you know, mm. it's hard. Mm. So with me, I feel like when we're looking at these years, they could have differentiated between hate speech and hate crimes mm. and understand that hate crimes actually huger. Someone that is dying from the grinder kidnapping that we, which I came from recently as a victim mm. and an activist to it, eight, 85 cases were recorded there. You understand? Yeah. And these cases have been happening, and some of them, are, some of them, they can't even record them because they can't recall when it comes to police stations. Mm. They're not able to report these hate crimes. So many hate crimes has happened in between these months, like I said before, March and December, mm. but. They are not reported. Yeah. They are, I mean, there, there is no cases. So therefore, I feel like all these type of things should be taken to consideration in terms of how do we address how how do we address the the, the, the hate crime mm. in a different way to the hate speech. The hate speech should be five years, and the other should be much longer. That's how I feel. A person should be punished for hate crime. Mm -mm, definitely. Um, thank you so much for sharing uh, so much information with us today regarding the bill that has been passed on hate speech and hate crime. Um, and also just for educating us. I really appreciate that because, as I did say, it's very difficult to uh, maneuver around this and to sort of get an understanding without asking questions. And also there's a little bit of fear that, what if I'm offending you by asking you those questions? But I think you have really just gotten into this topic so much and you've educated us, us so well. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, we need to learn every day. That's something that we need to speak about in different ways. 
I mean, different people know a lot of different knowledge, understanding, education about this, but we can all come together and, you know, share this information because we don't educate, we share mm. information. Mm-hmm. You know, people who think <laughs> we're recruiting people because we're sharing education. I mean, we, we're educating, but we're sharing yeah. It's definitely sharing. Thank you so much. That is Tabsi Mabezane. Uh, he's a, she is a queer activist, transgender activist, gender-based violence activist, a board of directors at a Transuri organization in Kenya. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Tabsi. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.